sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. It's Holy Week. But what does Holy Week mean? What happens in our churches during Holy Week? And what does it matter? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the topic of Holy Week, we want you to know, as always, that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email. And the address is Ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I am joined um, once more in studio for a second time, I guess, by Robin Bruggeman. Hey, Robin. Hi. So, Robin, actually, just in case, because you've only been on the show once before, you want to just briefly introduce yourself? I'm Robin Bruggeman. I am married to Spike. We have seven kiddos. Our youngest is eight. Our oldest is almost 25, almost. And we have a grandbaby. I have a son-in-law a daughter-in-law-to-be, and another son-in-law-to-be. And we farm on the South Dakota-Iowa border, and I am a happily converted person to the Catholic faith. Happily converted. They're excellent. Now, (laughs) Robin, last time you were on, um, my dad called me. Oh, what did he say? My dad said, what what does Robin do? I mean, I heard what what her husband does, but... (laughs) What does Robin do? And you almost you, hmm. you said we farm. So if you want to, you, you know, wanna, I should maybe clarify that. You know, huh? I, I, I don't know. Farms. <laughs> so I help. Maybe a little for bit the though. Tom Bergwalds uh, <laughs> and others who are like, well, well, she just talked. Well, to, you just talked about her husband. What does she do? Hmm. To Tom Bergwald, what does Robin do? What do I do, Chris? I don't know. Well, I homeschool. Our um, we have two kiddos at home that we homeschool, and I run around after the middles. <laughs> Yes. We've been without a driver for a while because mm-hmm. all of my bigs moved out yes. and I don't have a driver currently, a teenage one. So I've been doing a lot of running. Um, I do some different things here with you, sometimes yes, you behind the scenes yep. and sometimes not so much behind the scenes. And um, yeah, I'm a farm wife, I guess. So yep. I do things that you, farm wives you, do, you do. <laughs> exactly. like make meals and right, right. And, yeah, and my dad know. should know what that entails. So, yeah, so I think uh, I think that covers the basics. I'm not really sure what I do, but somehow I'm busy all day and you all night are, long. Right, so right. <laughs> sometime sometime in the future we can talk about that because Blaise Pascal would have something to say about oh, that. Okay, let's talk in the future. Next time, another next time. Um, so it, this is sort of fitting, sort of fitting that you're on here as we're um, depending on when folks are listening to this about to begin or just the beginning of Holy Week because. Last time, your first appearance at Ignition was right before Lent started. Oh, that's right. So how was your Lent, Robin? It's going okay. Well, no, no, no. You, see, <laughs> see, this is the mystery. See, shh, don't tell them that we're recording early. Oh, okay. You let the cat out of the bag. I thought this was live. How it's, was, um, wasn't your Lent amazing? Did you come so holy? So fruitful. So, <laughs> 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 right. So yeah, we are recording a couple weeks early. Um, <laughs> uh, and your Lent's going well. Yes. And yeah. now we're, we're looking, you and I are looking a little bit ahead here, but uh, we've lived through Holy Week before. So we, mm-hmm. we just thought that it would be good to talk. And, and Holy Week has been a topic of conversation on ignition uh, many times over the years. Um, but this is, we're going to give a quick overview mm-hmm. of, of, of the week uh, and the different liturgies that go on. But then definitely in terms of, of your interest and your passion of 
what does it look like to bring um, the beauty of, in this mm-hmm. case, Holy Week into the home, mm-hmm. um, into the family, and different yeah. ways that the Bregemans have lived that out, but also mm-hmm. maybe a little bit with what it means to Robin herself. Sure. Okay. So, um, of course, we start off with Palm Sunday or Passion Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. in which we have the long Robin reading of the Passion mm-hmm. um, from, and that one changes depending on the year we're in. So this year, the primary gospel that we hear from um, in uh, 2022 is Luke. Okay. So we're, we're here, we hear Luke's mm-hmm. account of Jesus' Passion. So all the way from his betrayal in the garden mm-hmm. through his death, not to mm-hmm. the resurrection yet. That's pretty right? Sunday. Good to save. Um, yeah. So, and then we have Monday of Holy mm-hmm. Week and Tuesday of Holy Week, which as far mm-hmm. as I know, I don't think they have any nicknames, but Wednesday of Holy Week. Spy Wednesday. So I, I knew, I knew you, you knew would I let knew. me down. I knew you would know. <laughs> Why? So, so again, we're just, there's nothing, um, particularly different about the mm-hmm. masses of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but mm-hmm. standard mm-hmm. sort of Lenten daily masses. There are some things in our churches, maybe statuaries covered and so mm-hmm. on. That's a thing mm-hmm. passion tied the last two weeks mm-hmm. of yep. Lent. Uh, but but why is Wednesday of Holy Week called Spy Wednesday, Robin? It is named after Judas, the betrayer. Right. Um, just kind of had that spyness to him, didn't he? <laughs> The and, spiness. Um, spiness. Is that a word? I just uh, made that it, word. It is now. I made that up. Um, so to us, that's the day where we reflect. So if you're, you know, doing the daily readings or you're attending mass, that's what you're getting in scripture. And that's the day, you know, we read about Judas betraying our Lord. And for myself and for our family, then we take that as a day to reflect on. You know, when you, when oh, you hear wait. Okay, stop. We're gonna save that. We're okay. gonna come back. We're gonna come okay. back. I, I, I want to. We're gonna. We're gonna do the quick yeah. overview. Okay. Okay. And we'll okay. Come back. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So um, it's from Matthew twenty six verses fourteen and following. One of the twelve. This is the gospel reading for mm-hmm. Mass that day. Mm-hmm. One of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, "What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you?" They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that time on, he looked for an opportunity to hand him over. And then it moves right mm-hmm. into. Um, the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread mm-hmm. and the Last Supper, the preparation for the Passover, the Last Supper, and um, the the betrayal. Mm-hmm. We'll come yeah, back yeah, to what yep. you guys do. Yep. Uh, then then Holy Thursday is where things get really, really serious. Yeah. Um, so um, there's a... Not in our diocese, but some dioceses, uh, this is the day where the Chrism Mass mm-hmm. is celebrated. Our diocese mm-hmm. is a couple of yep. weeks earlier because of, frankly, how geographically large we are. Right. Chrism Mass uh, is a beautiful mass where uh, it's celebrating uh, the institution of the priesthood. Mm-hmm. So you have the priests and deacons come mm-hmm. together. And it's oftentimes open to the public, but it come together with the bishop, typically in the cathedral. That's how it is here mm-hmm. in, our, in our diocese. So all the priests and, and deacons, so all the clergy together with Bishop de Grood, um, and the priests renew their, their, their priesthood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful mass, the institution mm-hmm. of the priesthood. Um, again, celebrate in our case a couple weeks before, mm-hmm. I think March 31st this year for us. Um, it was celebrated as you're listening to this. You can, I think, Bill, will that be on YouTube? So, folks, uh, as you're listening to this, you can go back and and watch mm-hmm. that Mass. But look for it again next year mm-hmm. um, to maybe attend if you're free during the day. Um, so, so, that is the only daytime Mass in any parish anywhere. Daytime. Wow. There's no daily Mass 
There's mm-hmm. two masses on Holy Thursday. The Chrism Mass, typically late mm-hmm. morning or midday, mm-hmm. and then um, the evening Mass of the Lord's Supper. But before we get to that, of course, we have sundown, which marks technically the end of Lent mm-hmm. and the beginning of the Triduum. Mm-hmm. So my kids and young people ask, so... Lent's over. So does that mean I can have like the sugar, the snacks? No, 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 no. Not We're yet. still in a time of penance through <laughs> the Easter vigil. But the triduum, the sacred triduum, the holy three days, triduum, three days, Latin word. Uh, so it begins Holy Thursday night, and it's a Jewish reckoning of days. So sundown to sundown is, is a day in the Jewish um, uh, ritual calendar. So Holy Thursday to evening till Good Friday evening, day one. Good Friday evening, good uh, Holy Saturday evening, day two. Holy Saturday evening to Easter Sunday evening, day three. People get like, mm-hmm. what are the days? Is it Good Friday and Holy Saturday? Yeah. Nope, it's actually. I didn't know the sundown to sundown. Yep, sundown to sundown. That's very fascinating. Yep, yep, yep. But that's so we have that night. We have uh, the Mass Lord's Supper where you have um, the washing of the feet and mm-hmm. the institution of the Eucharist are celebrated. Uh, mm-hmm. And then and we'll maybe details. Good Friday, of course, the liturgy, not the mass, the liturgy right. of um, the Lord's Passion with John's gospel reading. Uh, many parishes that night will do um, a tenebrae service, another mm-hmm. reading of the Passion, maybe uh, certainly a Stations of the Cross, maybe. But mm-hmm. the one liturgy that is um, typical or required, if you will, is the, the, passion, uh, the liturgy of the Lord's Passion. Holy Saturday, nothing during the day. But you've got the big one that night, the Easter vigil. People mm-hmm. coming into the church, uh, the the liturgy of light, the, mm-hmm. the candles, the fire, the the overview of salvation history, all the readings from the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and then the gospel of the resurrection. And then, of course, Easter Sunday morning. Um, and some people will go to both, the vigil and Sunday morning. Um, you don't have to go to both. You can do one or the other. They both count. Uh, but then you, we have, again, the account of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. That's Holy Week. Any, just before mm-hmm. we get into kind of what you guys do, um, just any observations for you, uh, maybe personally on your experience, especially as an adult convert mm-hmm. of Holy Week? It's so rich. Rich in the tradition, rich in um, senses. Yeah. All of, like, most of your senses are just... And I think all masses are like kind of like are supposed to kind of do that a little bit, right? Right. Like with yep. your yep. sight, yep. smell, yep. your what you hear. But I really feel like there's this extra heightened sense of what's going on. It's yeah. so beautiful, so beautiful. Did and you? So did you come to the church at Easter Vigil when I did. you came to the church? I did. You did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So did yeah. you? Um, had you guys? Because you were you were married. Have you had you been participating at all in the holy? Did you guys before you came into the church mm-hmm. um, go to the the holy week services, all the different masses or liturgies, or was yeah. that later? Yeah, no. Um, I would say in um, like a little bit in our dating years, and then throughout our married life. Like even though I wasn't Catholic, we each practiced our own and each other's. Okay. If that makes any sense. Okay. We went with yep, each yep, other yep, yep. all the time. Yep. Um, so I did have that experience so, before converting. Um, the, yeah. the, the Mass Lord Supper where fathers washing people's feet was mm-hmm. not brand new to you no, the year you came not to brand the church. New. Okay. No, no. Uh, by the way, it's my contention that, um, that the washing of the feet that happens there is the, um, how do I describe this? 
People come with their feet completely clean already. <laughs> because that's really funny. Understandably, I don't think they want to like you know like gross father out right, or something. Right, right. But that's I, like funny. I've, I've once, maybe twice, uh, have I been asked to allow allow my foot to be washed by the priest. I've accepted. Yep. Okay. But I made sure it was darn clean before I went. Yeah. New, yeah. new socks. You know, yeah. I put on right before I went to church. Get the flushies out. Exactly. Your right, toes. right. Exactly. Maybe maybe a little. <laughs> deodorizer in the shoes, yeah. you know. That is really funny that I bet everybody does that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but the symbolism is so amazing. It so is. So amazing. And yeah, you know, if, if a person lets themselves be fully present mm-hmm. and fully enter in, um, I mean, always, anytime you're at Mass, but starting with Palm Sunday and you just, just let yourself just be there, be right. there. I feel like you can attend starting with Palm Sunday and go all through Holy Week attending as you know much or as little as possible at church, which we should, when possible, it's yep. always great to yep. be doing that with our brothers and sisters in Christ. But I feel like the gospel just really comes to life because you're, you know when the palm branches are being waved or whatever, and that those readings are going on, you can really kind of picture yourself there watching yep. Jesus enter into Jerusalem, and then with the feet washing, of course, um, you know all of those things. You just, I feel like you just have kind of this front row seat. And if you will let yourself enter in, it's just such a beautiful opportunity that the church gives us. Amen. And one little detail that I love specifically about the Triduum, and then we'll kind of um, get into what this means for your family, how you guys bring what is happening in in your parish into your home. Mm -hmm. But the Triduum, one really cool thing. So uh, I don't think you and I have talked about this, but you probably already know. So. Um, Holy Thursday, Mass of the Lord's Supper, Holy Thursday night. At the very end, you know where I'm going with this. I was hoping you'd bring it up. So uh, I, what, what are you thinking I'm going to talk about? I'm assuming you're talking about the stripping of the altar. The stripping of the altar. Um, and entering wh- into the garden. Right, time. right. That all yeah. So, at, but which happens right after Mass is over, but that's actually the interesting thing. Mass does not end the way that it typically does mm-hmm. on Holy Thursday. There is no yeah. dismissal by the priest mm-hmm. or deacon at the end of uh, the Mass is ended, go in peace, right. or anything like that, because the, the, the liturgies of the Triduum, the, the Mass of the Lord's Supper, the, the Good Friday uh, liturgy of the Lord's Passion, and the Easter Vigil, and then Easter into Easter Sunday, sort of they all form one huge, monstrous mm-hmm. liturgy. There is no typical formal conclusion to the Mass Lord's Supper. And then Good mm-hmm. Friday, when you go to church, you come in, the the priests, the priest and the server, the bishop, um, the deacons, they enter the ma- in silence and the and and the presider, the bishop or the priest, go straight to his chair and start with the opening prayer or collect of that particular liturgy. There is not the typical greeting. Right. Interesting. Uh, uh, with the Father and Holy Spirit, Lord be with you, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the Good Friday liturgy, there's not the typical conclusion there either. Right. Everyone departs in silence is what the instructions for the the Mass mm-hmm. tell us. Now, um, the vigil, I think, does begin, I think, with a sort of greeting. So that's, But mm-hmm. the, you get that, that fascinating thing where there's no um, end on Holy Thursday, no beginning end on Good Friday. It doesn't until you get to the vigil. and then and the, So the Easter Masses, the vigil and Sunday Mass, do actually get those typical beginning and conclusion. That is so cool. cool. Like, I mean, now that you say it, I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah. You know what it makes me think of like shows or movies that just kind of leave you hanging and you just want to come back for more. Exactly. 
Cliffhanger. And, yes. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode of The Sacred yeah. Trader Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love it. Right. Uh, yeah. So no, uh, next I want to talk about how you guys bring this into the home. But if you're just tuning in, welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, visiting today with today with Robin Bruggeman about the the liturgies, the masses of Holy Week. Uh, and we're going to be talking now about what you guys do. So Robin, we've got about 12 minutes or so mm-hmm. left. So feel free to start. Like You don't have to go in chronological. If you've got a favorite <laughs> or something that you really want people to to hear about, you can, mm-hmm. I mean, if it's something on Good Friday or even the vigil, you can jump around however you like. Don't okay. feel like you have to walk through from yeah. the beginning to end. Well, I do want to kind of expand on the Holy Thursday okay. Mass okay. and um, the stripping of the altar and then the cliffhanger okay. that we're left on. And just encourage people, if you have not attended Holy Thursday Mass, to do that. Because it really is, um, you start out and, you know, you've been walking through Lent and, you know, Lenty, <laughs> like in this penance. Yep. And then you come to the Holy Thursday Mass and there's like this, like, joyfulness right. to it. Right, right. Which is such a life-giving feeling and time. But then we are walked through, um, you know, the scriptural part of it. And then the stripping of the altar, if that's something that someone has not witnessed, I just, that's a very powerful thing and a super powerful way to enter into the Triduum because you just, it's like you just take on what crazy, just that heavy of like, oh my goodness, we're entering into the garden and then into the crucifixion. So I just really encourage people to attend that or attend whatever your parishes are offering. Um, But... There's ways to also then bring some of that into the home Great. to bring it alive. Um, and I would also encourage people, I think the greatest way we can do that is through the daily scripture reading. Mm-hmm. So when we attend Palm Sunday Mass, we kind of get the overview, like yep. you had mentioned. So if a person doesn't go to Mass throughout the week or they're not doing the readings, they kind of got that whole overview. But then if we do the daily readings, it's kind of breaking it back down yep. for us again, more in like more bite-sized steps for us to process and just enter into that um, walk with Christ. So that is, I think, our favorite thing to do. First of all, it's just to just do you do that as a family then? Yep. So Spike and I always start the day with the daily mass readings. Okay. Unless one or both of us is at mass. Yep. Yep. So we do that just as a couple. And then when there are special feast days and holy days and like holy week, then we'll read them together as a family. So that way the family just is aware and it just, it just unites you to Christ. And, Mm. and I think, you know, the redemption story is, we have to take it personal. Right. And that's why I think it matters. You know, that's your question. Why do we do what we do? Why does it matter? I think it matters, especially this in Holy Week, because it's it's Christ's story, it's history, but it matters to us on a personal level. Yep. Like what Jesus did, he died for us, for yep. each of us personally, died which is amazing. Yep. Yeah, right. when you think of not just us as everyone, but take it personal, think of it as just Oh my goodness, he loved me so much. He did that for me. So when we can walk that walk up through, you know, through Holy Week and up to Easter, I just really feel like, oh, it's just beautiful. It's just a beautiful way to unite yourself to Christ. So on Spy Wednesday, um, so we talk about, you know, the ways we betray Jesus. You know, we can read that scripture and think, oh, that was terrible. Judas, what a jerk. What a jerk, yeah. And then, but we all do that. Yep. <laughs> we all betray Amen. Jesus in one way or another. And so it's just that day to stop and reflect and reminder of, you know, going to confession is always a great thing during Holy Week too. And then we hide coins around the house. Mm. We hide silver pieces in their room and they get a hunt for them. We've done that for years. The kids, they get excited. And then um, 
they should, we encourage them to donate that then to the charity or into the change jar that we're donating. And then Holy Thursday is probably one of our favorites. And so I asked Spike and the kids before coming in today, you know, if, what, what do you want me to share? And they said, you have Holy to do Thursday. our Holy Thursday meal. Yeah. So we have a Holy Thursday meal that we do. And I've done this for years. Is this where, before church or after? So we have done it before. We've done it after. Yeah. After is, it's not a good idea. It's late. Because it's late. <laughs> people are hungry and they're hangry. Um, and sometimes we um, do that instead. Okay. okay. Which... Yep. Anyway, so um, so we get out the daily reading for that day. We read all through the mass readings, all of the we go through everything that's you know part of the mass. Mm-hmm. Read that together, and then we have different foods that are all connected to scripture. Okay. So everything has a symbolism connected to, like um, maybe it's vinegar, you know, um, um, almonds for tears. We have you know bread, we have wine, we have grapes. So it's a feast, but everything has a connection back to scripture. Okay. So that is probably one of the family's favorites. Okay. And then we celebrate. I mean, Holy Thursday is what separates us as Catholics, so especially because that's it's the first Eucharist. Right. And yep. so it is something to really, really celebrate right. that we believe that is Christ's body and blood. So we just talk about that, that it's kind of like the anniversary yep. of the first mass. Eucharist, yep. first mass. And then um, we enter into Good Friday. And of course, that is just such a change, it's flipping gears, you know, we're like going from something a little more joyful to back to, okay, we're totally just want to enter into this time with Christ. Um, so we, um, if we, we usually will attend a service, a Good Friday service, and then we do Stations of the Cross at home. Okay. And that's one of our favorites. That particular night of Stations on Good Friday, we start with the 14 stations, 14 candles lit. And then um, we go through each station. We have some really pretty sacred art that we've obtained through the years. And then we sit down as a family with our booklets and prayers. And then, you know, we hold up the picture that is for each station. Okay. And then after each station, we blow out a candle. So we start with the 14 candles. It's fairly bright and it's getting darker and darker and darker. And that has, it's just such a powerful way on Good Friday to just really feel like you're just, I don't want to say one with Christ, but you just really feel the pain. Mm -hmm of his death and what he went through for um, for us. So that's really on our mind all of Good Friday, especially in the three o'clock hour. Um, we make sure there's silence. We don't have screens. We don't have the radio on. We don't have the TV on. It's all focusing on um, the crucifixion. But then that night we do the stations and it's just, we just love that. And so we end in darkness and then we have tents or blankets set up all throughout our family room. Good Friday night. Good Friday night. And then the kids, Spike and I used to do this, but as we're getting older, it's a little bit harder to sleep on the floor. So we have um, all these tents, like a little village set up in our family room. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the kids then sleep in their tombs, which are really tents, or maybe it's a blanket fort. And so they sleep in the tomb the same nights that Jesus does. And they sleep in there until Easter morning. So that's oh, until Easter morning. Yeah. So Friday night and Saturday. Night. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. So our our family room is probably a fire hazard because there's <laughs> tents and blankets all over the place, but um, it's just a memorable thing. And actually, also on Good Friday, we watch the Passion of Christ mm. that night. Then before bed, the tents are set up, and then we watch that together, and then we sleep in our tombs. Mm-hmm. And then let's see, Holy Saturday is kind of Holy Saturday is an interesting day because you're like so close, and some people I think stop Lent. Don't, I mean, I'm, I know yeah. people that they're, yeah. 
their Easter has started then. Right. And sometimes that's hard because some people, that's when their family celebrations yep. are. Yep. That's yep. how I grew up. And I still, my family celebrates it. My Protestant family celebrates usually on Saturday. So it's kind of hard because you're like, yeah, the jelly beans are out and the chocolate's out. And I'm like, it's not quite Easter. Um, so Holy Saturday this year, we are super excited because my future son-in-law mm-hmm. is joining the church. Oh, wow. So we will go to the Easter vigil. And I'm so excited because we've only gotten to do that a few times throughout the years with Little. So okay, we are yep. so excited yep. to just take in the richness of that. So we'll do that. And then Easter has its own celebrations. That's a whole nother. nother then yeah. we start the next season. Do so. you do you go to Easter Sunday when you... We usually go to Easter Sunday. And not the vigil, typically. Right, typically, typically right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, um, I think I think you've heard, well, maybe you haven't heard this before. Um, ever since, we're, Jermaine and I met at Franciscan University of mm-hmm. Steubenville. And Steubenville, and I'm guessing many Catholic schools do the same thing, but there are, there are students who come into the church on campus. Um, so Easter vigil oh. um, at Franciscan University of Steubenville is a huge, four hours when I was, this is a while ago now, but it was oh a four. I mean, word. it was because there's so many uh, no, people joining. Just all the Old Testament readings you can oh, do. Okay. A lot of music, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. So it's 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 a long and beautiful liturgy. And then after that mass, uh, and I'm getting, I don't know if they still do this, but I'm guessing they do. They would have a quote unquote resurrection party. So, oh, so in the student center of the student union, they'd have a big spread of, you know, different sorts of sweets and snacks, you know, oh, meat cool. and cheese and fruit and chocolate and that sort of thing. So it's like at two in the morning then? Uh, almost. <laughs> Just about. Um, and, and people, and so Jermaine and I, kind of incorporated the resurrection party into our own oh, I love family. That. So we, we typically do go, go to the vigil, even when our, our, our kids were younger, mm-hmm. uh, we go to the vigil and sometimes, yeah, I spent it in the back of the church or out in the yeah, hallway. Yeah. Um, but we, and then we would go home and have snacks, you know, maybe I love uh, pizza or chips or ice cream or candy, or maybe a little bit of all of that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and stay up and, and watch a movie. And to be honest, this is, this is just a, True confessions. It was a they'd be religious movies for a while, but then it was just the idea of being together as a family watching a movie, which is hard yeah. to do when you got the you right the spread yeah, of ages. Yeah. yeah. So a couple of years ago, uh, the movie that we watched uh, after the Easter vigil at our resurrection party was Cool Runnings, about mm. the uh, the Jamaican bobsled team oh, starring awesome. John Candy. I think. <laughs> Bill, is that who it is? I think John Candy. So Funny. it's not always a a, a very you know yeah. quote unquote but religious, like you said, but it but is about being together with the it's family together. and they know why you're celebrating. Exactly. You're celebrating Easter. Exactly. I love that. We may do that this yeah, year yeah. since we won't. It's a lot of fun. Have to be up early for math. Exactly. If, if we so go the a, night before, do, I love that. Yeah. Yep. I'm gonna steal that idea. So what I love about all of that, and I hope I hope people will steal all your ideas yes, or try please. them out. Party, party, do it. And again, please. going back to what you said, the whole idea here is to to personalize mm-hmm. the reality of what we are hearing about, and to be honest, what we're experiencing in the mass. Because mm-hmm. at the mass, as we the theology of the mass is, these things that we're hearing about become mystically, mysteriously, but truly present in our midst. Mm-hmm. So throughout. Um, well, every time we go to Mass, but particularly Holy Holy Week, we should be mindful of the fact that whenever we go to Mass, what we're hearing about, especially in Holy Week, Jesus' death and resurrection is present in our midst for us to participate in. Mm-hmm. So for these other ways that we can do outside of church to remember what's going on mm-hmm. um, would be just great things to do. So Robin, yeah. thanks for being here and, and sharing um, what you guys have done as a family over the years to try to make... Um, this powerful week, more of your own. 
Yeah, make it special. Make Amen. it different than every week. That's right. So folks, hopefully uh, there's something there that will be for you to incorporate, try out, maybe just do a little thing, do a lot, whatever works for you. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, we want to thank you for listening and feel free to email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Until next time, may God bless you.